Welcome to our, our Christmas services here at Uplift. If you're here um, for the first time, welcome. We're glad you are here with us. You are in the old Hooters. So some of you are like, you, you didn't know that, but, uh, you know, God can redeem anything. We believe that. Amen? So I'm going to just dive right in this morning because we're going to talk about Jesus. You know, you're in church. You are the church, but you're in a building, so you're the church. And uh, we're going to talk about Jesus. We're going to talk about his birth. So I'm going to read this out of Luke chapter 2. This is where the shepherds and the angels come in contact together. Luke 2, starting verse 8. That night there were shepherds staying in the field nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance or the glory of the Lord surrounded them. And they were terrified. They were afraid. They were afraid. That's important to understand. They were afraid. But the angel reassured them and said, don't be afraid. Do not fear, he said. I bring you good news that will be great joy to all the people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, he has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of clothing, lying in the manger. And suddenly the angels were joined by a vast host of others in the armies of heaven. And they were all praising God, saying, glory to God in the highest, and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. The Christmas story is truly amazing. It, most, most people have heard the Christmas story at some point or some, you know, different way. But it's truly amazing, and it's, it's a miraculous story. To say the very least, the Christmas story is a miraculous story. And what happens when we hear and when we see and we take God at his word? I mean, I love this story because it's not just a story. I mean, th these are historical facts, but they are also, you know, given to us so that we can learn and we can grow and we can understand. And, and when, you, when you go and you do study, and I, I'm kind of the nerdy guy. I like to study, and I'm going to try to just stay on task for a moment. But I love this because this birth of Christ, this birth of Christ, that, which is actually mentioned the first time back in Genesis, and then it's it's said so many times in the Old Testament, this prophecy of the coming Messiah, the coming Messiah. Isaiah talks about it 700 years before the birth of Christ. Can you imagine waiting 700 years for something? Most of us can't wait seven minutes for a coffee, okay, let alone 700. But it's a miraculous story. And here, I, I, I love this because even among our doubts, even among our fears, we can discover something. And here, we're looking at the angels this morning. And what they're seeing and what they're experiencing. And I want us to go there and experience that with them this morning. Can we do that? Here in Luke, it says that the shepherds, these shepherds are out in the field and they're keeping watch over their sheep. They're watching them at night because that's what shepherds do, right? Shepherds were among the first to hear the good news of the Messiah. I mean, like, this is actually happening. Stuff that they've been hearing about. Any, any good Jewish home back then had always heard about the Messiah, the coming of the Messiah, the coming of the Messiah. But here, these shepherds are hearing this good news. And I love that. But what I find interesting is these are shepherds. They're tending their sheep, sheep herders. I don't know if you know any sheep herders. Maybe some of you do. Maybe some of you actually have tended sheep. Um, I, I know for myself, growing up in Wyoming, you know, we, we took care of some cattle, but we also took care of some sheep. And we, we call them woolly burgers. I don't know if that's allowed to say that, but they were just these little, you know, sheep. And, and you know what? 
They're not the smartest animal on the planet. I'm just saying. I mean, they, they just, you know, they, they make their noises and they run around and do their thing. But they're, they're not necessarily the smartest. So at nighttime, the shepherds have to watch and keep an eye on them. Because these, these little sheep, they'll wander off. They'll take off. But there's nothing really special about that because these shepherds are there. They're at work. The, the, the setting is pretty normal. They're doing what they do. They're watching the sheep. But it's interesting to me because this is an important detail found in the Bible. We think it's not really that special, but yet it's so important, this detail. Because, see, God comes to you where you are. He, he comes to you right where you are. And you don't have to dress up to come to him. He comes to you right where you are. The, these shepherds, man, they're smelling like sheep. And the angel shows up. He doesn't say, hey, you know what, you guys are going to need to take a shower because you're going to go see Jesus. No, they're actually, you know what, Jesus is in the manger. He's also smelling like sheep. But see, God comes to us right where we are. And that is so important for us to see. And it says the angel of the Lord, he appears to them. And the glory of the Lord was all around them. The radiance of, of the Lord was all around them. And it says here in, in one translation, not only is it, does it say terrified, but it says they were filled with great fear. And I've said this before. Man, if an angel shows up, your heart's going to race a little bit, right? I mean, at least for a minute, you know. You, you might be afraid for a minute. You know, it's like you're like, oh, wait, this is a good angel. Okay, there we go. But they were filled with great fear. And, and we often avoid fear. We avoid fear like the plague. And, and, and some of you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Man, you avoid fear at all costs. Because who really likes to be afraid? Now, now, I say that, and of course, you know, I, I think of my nieces, and for some reason, they like scary movies. I don't know. I don't watch scary movies. But that's different than truly being afraid, right? Because most of us have an aversion to fear. But I want you to hear this. However, our aversion to fear has deafened us to the message, which is only made audible through our fear. We avoid fear, but in doing so, we often miss something. Here in Luke chapter 2, verse 10, and the angel said to them, fear not. Fear not. Fear, if nothing else, makes us present. It makes us alert to the moment, right? Like hearing a startling noise at night. Come on, everybody has heard something at night, right? The clunk, the clank, whatever it is at night. And, and right then, I mean, it's like you're all ears. Now, I'm the light sleeper in my family, so when there's a, you know, the wind blows wrong and, you know, something goes, I mean, like, I'm awake. I hear something. And, and you guys know what I'm talking about. But, but have you ever been in that place where you hear something or something scares you and you have fear and, like, the hair on the back of your neck stands up? That's what we're talking about because suddenly you're all ears. But if anything, fear makes us present. I mean, we are like right there listening, leaning in. Suddenly, you're all ears. But what if God gives us this fear to make us present, to help us listen? Are you listening? You see, when we do listen to God amidst our fears, the message is amazing. I mean, God, I'm going through all of these problems right now. I'm so afraid, God. I don't know where 
my next meal's coming from. I don't know how I'm going to pay the bills. I'm stressing out over this, God. I'm so worried about this. I have so much fear, God. I just can't seem to figure it out. And then we hear this message. Fear not. Don't be afraid. For behold, look, listen, I bring you good news. Good news of great joy that will be for all people, for everyone. God's saying, hey, I've got your attention now. I'm going to tell you something. That's a pretty good place to be. I've got your attention. For unto you this day, born in the city of David, is Christ the Lord. Jesus is here. Behold, God is here. One of the names given to Jesus is Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us. God's not just up there. He decided to come down here. God with us. He didn't, he didn't want to just leave us alone with all the problems of our world. He decided to enter the world. The great joy of the world is he is here. But it looks different than you might expect. So here's what the Christmas story is all about. A willing Savior is born to rescue an unwilling people. A willing Savior born to rescue an unwilling people from themselves because there is no other way. There's no other way. Jesus was willing to leave heaven to enter this broken world. Amen? Willing to take on human flesh with all of its frailty. Willing to be born in a manger. I mean, think about that. I mean, he's God coming down to earth. You would think... Um, God, do you have a different plan for him than being born in a manger, being on the run? He was willing to endure everything, all the hardships of our world, to do the Father's will. Jesus was willing to be rejected. He was willing to be mistreated. And he came to preach a message of the kingdom of God, of salvation. Amen? And that message, what did it do? It caused him harm. He was willing to suffer and die upon a cross. Jesus was willing to live, willing to die in order that you and I might live. That's good news. That's the great exchange in order that we might be, live. And Jesus was willing to give his very best, his life for you and for me. You see, it's not just the Christmas story, but the entire redemptive story that hinges on this, this one thing, the willingness of Jesus, because there's no other way. The willingness of Jesus is our guarantee that he will be willing today to save us from our sins, to save us from ourselves. December 23rd, 2018, Jesus is willing today to set us free, to save us. The good news that the angels spoke. And they said, this is good news of great joy. And Jesus was willing to do everything necessary for you, for me, so that heaven can be ours. That's good news. His word is good news of great joy. And that's what I want you to know. That's what I want you to hear. This is good news of great joy. And this is where we find the joy. If you continue reading in, in Luke 2, and I, I'd encourage you to read that, 
even today or this week. Read it on Christmas Day. It's a great thing to read, maybe make it a tradition in your family. But verse 20 says, And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. Don't let anything get in your way today of hearing, of seeing Jesus. Don't let this just be another Christmas that comes and goes without really hearing and listening for this good news for your life. Of seeing. If you have any fear, let it lead you to Jesus. If you have any doubt, let it lead you to Jesus. Because that's the good news. Amen? Amen.